This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What was a worse decision than the Saints signing Brandon Browner. You not supporting Saints Happy Hour. You need to become a patron so you can get access to the best Saints podcast every day. Patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items, and you can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Podcast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. If you're on the live stream, you see Andrew's lovely family. We are live on Twitch, as always. If you aren't following us on okay. Twitch... Remember to subscribe to Saints Happy Hour wherever you get your podcasts. Also, become an annual patron on Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour to get the best Saints podcast every day and get a month for free. Okay, we got to start here before we start, actually. We need to apologize. Two shows ago, people decided to start supporting the show by donating to the live stream, and we failed to notice it because PayPal thinks we're running an international money laundering operation, and they locked me out of the account because Bud Rich donated uh, uh, $2.83, which is an, uh, a credit card fraud alert. So PayPal thinks we're running a money laundering order. Uh, a money laundering scheme, but we got to thank there the people. Go. We got it. We got it fixed. Uh, we I want to correct our mistake because we want to thank Romeo. He donated five dollars, and since it was our first ever donation during the live stream, as promised, Romeo, you get a special VIP badge on Twitch. Twitch, of course, Budrich, we love you donating two dollars eighty three cents. But it, it, they think we're now an international crime syndicate. PayPal. <laughs> I had to talk to the guy in India and explain to him that. $2.83. It isn't a credit card fraud scheme. It's a joke about the Falcons. He, but uh, we got it straightened out. I, I'm um, sure he understood that perfectly. Yeah. And Opie, he, Opie Coulter, he donated $10. $10 and not Heath Schuler. He donated $50 like 30 minutes ago. So thanks again, guys. And listen, donate, support the show. Uh, it helps us do amazing things. It helps us make sure Thomas is living large in Poland and doing his great things and is uh, filled to the brim with cured meats. So donate, pound that donate button in the live stream. We appreciate it. It helps us do amazing things. Can we talk about Dave's uh, visual uh, appearance today? Like, well, we can. Make somebody out. Need, like, somebody needs to make a clip 
a funny clip of Dave lounging in generator goodness. Uh, I want to tell him, click the, the icon on the, the left of the full screen icon when you hover over the live stream window. Then the editor opens and you can adjust the duration of the clip and give it an appropriate name like Dave lounging around looking lazy. Remember, you can do it during the show. show so if you have a funny moment, uh, do it. Maybe you could be the clip of the week. D- Dave, is that power I see in your house? Yeah, this is power, but it's, uh, it's generator power. Ah, damn! Um, if we're if we're, we're going to get into this, you know, I'll just start by saying this: this year has, this week has been the longest year of my life. Um, we were in Houston. We were in Ralph's territory. We evacuated, uh, staying at the luxurious. Why is that red- quality so terrible? It does not sound like that on my phone. <laughs> staying at the luxurious Red Roof Inn uh, off of the 290 freeway there in in Houston, uh, but. But thanks to my brother-in-law who lives in Houston, we were spending our days in his nice new big house and playing board games all day. We only had to just sleep at the Red Roof Inn. We didn't what actually did have play? to hang out there. What oh, we played. Play? Uh, uh, we played. Okay, so there's a two-player game called Patchwork that was kind of fun. So we played that. Uh, we played Code Names. We played um, Yahtzee. No, we didn't play Yahtzee. We played we played one game of Trouble. My daughter, she's sick. She likes to play uh, Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Uh, yeah, that's what? a that's a card game. That yeah. Yeah, 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 is that what, what about uh, Sushi Go? Does she play that one? Sushi Go. No, I like I like that one. I I yeah. play that one uh, with Aaron and my brother in law. Oh, I feel so. Uh, what I else feel do we play? Oh, my wife and I like. Land? Are you? Uh, are your kids too old for that? No, they're not too old for Candyland. We have Candyland uh, at home. Uh, we played uh, Hughes and Cues. That's another game we like. That's a good one. Uh, but anyway, so thanks to my my brother in law is not listening to this podcast, and he never will. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, but thanks to him for Why housing not? housing all of us, uh, his, his entire family. Not that he really had a choice, but uh, it was very nice of him. But we're back. But yeah, I thought we were, I thought we were going to get power back today, but we don't. So I think we'll have it tomorrow. But we've got the whole home generator, fortunately. Um, so we've we've you know we've been here. We have power. We've had power the whole time, but uh, we don't have internet or cable or anything like that. So, and my store uh, had a little bit of damage, but uh, power's back already, and uh, I think we're actually going to open back up on Tuesday and get back to work. So. Yeah, my mom. There we go. My mom will be heading back to New Orleans uh, later this week. Uh, Lakeview got power today, so she'll be heading yeah. back sometime yeah. in the middle, middle late. It's awesome. Next week. And, and that, look, listen, we give people, energy a lot of crap in New Orleans, and look, they deserve a lot of it. But it was looking at this, at this time la- last right. week, right. it was looking like it was catastrophic. And it's it's been amazing work by everyone. So... Um, yeah. We're thinking about everybody in Ida, and listen, you know, the Saints season, it's here. The, the Ida made it a little weird, but I have to say this about Saints news. Um, Andrew, the Saints rock. Well, before, before, before we start, we had another donation from Budrich. Oh, thank <laughs> Did you, Budrich. Check, check the Discord. Check the Discord. <laughs> Budrich, if I have to fight with PayPal because they accuse me of money laundering again because you donated $2.83, I will find you on Twitter and I will beat you with my one good arm. I swear to God. 
Oh. Also, Andrew's not here. Ralph, <laughs> read the so. Discord. Andrew, read the Andrew's Discord. gone. Ralph. So you better not ask Andrew. A Andrew, question. well, here's the thing. I'll ask you. Dave. And and by the way, well, no, and I was about to say I may not be the best person because for the last week now, I have <laughs> not been paying one lick of attention to the Saints. I have no idea what's going on. I, I never saw anything. I I saw nothing about final cuts. You know, the only thing I know is that little Jordan made the team. Uh, but other than that, um, I have no clue what's going on. With well, the team. here's. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Here's the thing. We need to record. I need to record all my phone calls with Andrew. And by the way, props to Thomas. Y'all wonder what he does behind the scenes. Thomas built some sort of bot that will (laughs) record me and Andrew's phone calls uh, and give us better audio quality for breaking news. But of course... It's super complicated for me to use, but it's amazing, and I'm going to get to use it. And I need to do it to record all of Andrew's phone calls because Andrew called me Friday, or I think it was – no, he called me Wednesday, and he's like, Ralph, what is going on with the Saints roster? They have seven linebackers, three (laughs) fullbacks, and no kickers. What are they doing and i was like andrew i don't know i'm joke guy you're roster guy you explain it to me so andrew what are they doing what what are they doing with the roster you're muted thanks for that Mm -hmm. uh clearly the way that rex ryan feels about feet is how (laughs) sean payton feels about linebackers right (laughs) because he's got seven of them and you only play two I mean, I get the whole the Saints are at base 4-3, but let's be honest. On the field, most times, it's two linebackers. So seven makes no sense. And I get that they all had good camps, and you feel guilty cutting them because they all look good. Guys like Caden Ellis, Andrew Dowell, Chase Hansen, but you're, you can't play them all. So I get that some of these guys will be on special teams, but not all seven of them. Linebackers. Yeah, seven <laughs> yeah. linebackers sounds wholly unnecessary. Okay, well, well, more importantly, uh, we need a kicker. We need somebody that's going to kick. I thought Rosas was still on the team, is he not? No, they cut him. They got rid of Rosas. So, he, but they, they're not bringing him back? Maybe. They don't have – well, I, the thing is, I think with kicker, 
is there's no way around it. Somebody is getting their entire 2021 season contract guaranteed because they're going to be kicking for the Saints week one against Green Bay, and that guarantees you a year's pay. Um, And I think maybe Loomis wants to Loomis math it and work around it. But, Andrew, even – You're right. Will Lutz is the only kicker on the roster right now. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out tomorrow who the kicker is because they'll have to put Lutz on IR. Andrew, what's weirder, the seven linebackers or the three fullbacks? Or the no kicker. Well, they have one fullback on the roster and then two fullbacks on the practice, practice squad. squad. So that, that that is also weird. Yeah, I, I I think it's it's intentionally weird to keep us guessing about are they even going to use a fullback? But um, yeah, I don't know. It's strange. All of it's strange. Can any I of mean, them play of tight end? I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of reports that Trevor Simeon is coming back and that the, they might keep four quarterbacks on the active roster. What? That, to oh, wow. is, that to me is strange. No, I mean, that makes sense, you know, considering you're going to use Taysom Hill, uh, you know, so much in the offense. And, you know, you're definitely running the risk of him getting injured. And then in that case. But that you know, was the case last year and they only kept three. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean. This roster, the, the point is, I mean, they gave the players a bit a, a long break, and that I think the players are coming back tomorrow. Uh, but yeah. th- th- this I, roster, I'm, the, I'm terrified. By the way, that there, some of these guys are going to get tested and come back positive from COVID. I yeah. saw. At, I mean, I watched the LSU game last night, and I saw. Ugh, don't get me started. What's the kid's <laughs> name? Well, what's the kid's name? It's on the Bengals. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. No, Joe, uh, uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar, oh, yeah. I, I see Jamar Chase unmasked on the sideline, and I'm just like, it, I mean, I'm not worried about Jamar Chase specifically, but it's just like I saw him clearly. He was given the week off, the weekend off, to go travel and do whatever he wanted, and it just made me realize like these guys. This is probably their last free weekend before like it's the season, and I think well, a remember, lot of them, especially you can't if they're travel if you're not go out and party. You can't in the right, NFL. But, I, I, but the ones yeah. that are vaxxed, they're going to go out. They're going to party. Yeah. They're going to see family and stuff. And like, you know, yeah. 5% of them are going to come back positive from their trips. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous about the Saints getting hit with a couple guys that won't be able to play on Sunday. Well, that's a we'll that's a good segue, Andrew, into – a good segue into the Tulane talk, into Tulane <laughs> versus Man, Oklahoma talk. Tulane <laughs> looked awesome. Tulane <laughs> – Tulane, if they don't if they don't win nine games, they they should mm-hmm. run rough shot through that conference. Like they have a quarterback that can yeah. throw now. Um, Let's talk about Tulane for a second, because you know, man, right. I gotta say go. they, they they had to move from New Orleans to Oklahoma, play the number two team in the country, uh, and really, I mean, they had a shot. I mean, they really, really did they at did. the end there mm-hmm. to steal that game, and uh, you know, it's always cool to see local teams go to Oklahoma against the number two team and play like that. But under the circumstances of evacuating how they were supposed to play that game at home and then they have to go play in Oklahoma and do the city proud like that. It was incredible. And the only thing that was missing was for them to pull off that upset. Fritz Mm -hmm. coach Fritz. He's the best tooling coach in the history of the program. Like he is like Tulane, like Mm -hmm. they've never, they've never had this kind of sustained, sustained success. Never. Mm. Like, you're you're going to put him over Bowden? Yeah. 
because Bowden did it. Bowden had Bowden went seven and four, undefeated, then left. Fritz is working right. on th- Fritz is working on three. He's gone to he's gone to three straight bowl three games. Three bowls, yeah, yeah, like three winning seasons. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not going to argue with Ralph. Tulane. I'm not going to talk. I mean, you know, the the the, the nice things you're saying about Tulane, they mean more <laughs> coming from from you guys than they do yeah. coming from me, just because everybody knows how I feel, and I know a, a lot of. Well, I mean, I I. I personally know a lot of the people that that make that whole operation run uh, and who are affiliated with that program and who have been, like you said, dealing with this hurricane stuff and being based out of Birmingham and having practices all over the place and then having to go up to Oklahoma and still have instead of having that game here. And I truly believe, I truly believe if they could have managed to play that game at Yeoman Stadium, I think the Saints pull that game off. I think the Saints beat Oklahoma. You, you mean Tulane. I'm 100 percent sure the Saints would have beat Oklahoma. You just yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. The, the, if the, oh, the Saints, Saints don't beat oh. if the Saints don't beat Oklahoma, we got problems. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yes, Tulane. I I, uh, I think Tulane. I think Tulane could pull that off. I really did at home. Hey, it's close. And you know, I don't I don't know how the Saints are gonna go and how they're gonna do, but I, I mean, I'm acutely aware of like at a time where this kind of thing is happening, right? You need entertainment. You need something to uplift you. And um, they deserve a lot of credit. They did the city really proud. They did. It was, it was amazing. And they, I mean, like Dave said, to, to be in that game at the end and be like, holy shit, Tulane's going to pull this off. Like that, that, like it was, you legitimately thought it. And I was like, oh my God, they are going to, they're going to beat Oklahoma in their own stadium. This is going to be the greatest moment in Tulane football history, but it didn't happen. But, (laughs) But like I said before, it, this is a good segue about Tulane dealing with chaos. The Saints, they had, they're had playing Green Bay, as everybody probably knows by now, in Jacksonville, Sunday, 335. And the interesting thing, uh, and Thomas, get this clip of Sean Payton queued up. Sean Payton, if you listen to him on the phone this week from Dallas, he has really embraced the chaos in a way that is really interesting. Thomas, play that first soundbite of his. I went down for breakfast today, and man, there's a freaking ruckus going on, and there's about 15 kids playing touch football in the meal room, and they're, they're, it's kind of, uh, I don't know how you describe it, but it, it does bring a group of people together. You know, you, you're, you're trying to give them information, make the best of a situation like this, and you're getting a chance to meet family members and children that maybe you never normally would meet. Uh, either player to player or coach to player or, you, you know, I mean, you see a lot of these people at games, but, you know, collectively you don't see as many like you do in, in, in this unique environment. Um, and then moving forward, you know, uh, again, a lot of it will be dependent on, you know, when, when is the city ready to receive, you know, people to come back? When, when are they legit? You know, when are the, when's the power back up? When, when are all the things, up and running again, at least for people to return. And, and, uh, we don't know the answer to that yet. I mean, Andrew, I'm a hundred percent sure Bill Belichick wouldn't be like, it was kind of cool. I get to meet ki- I got to meet families, wives, kids. I didn't know their names. They're playing touch football. It's kind of chaos. It's kind of cool. Like Bill Belichick would not be doing that. Bill Belichick would say grumble, grumble. I hate kids. Next question. <laughs> uh, we're on to, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, no, you, me- you-, <laughs> you mentioned Ralph that he almost embraces the chaos, and 
I do think that Sean Payton kind of visualizes any challenge and it kind of embraces it wholeheartedly. That's just the, the, the environment you're, you're in. I remember he was talking about when he was up at the Greenbrier, I think it was, and he was driving somewhere up the mountain, you know, kind of windy road and his car breaks down. And he said he got stuck with a, I guess, just like a AAA guy that was helping him with the vehicle. And he said he was stuck on a mountain and he was stuck with the guy for 90 minutes. And he said for the next 90 minutes, it wasn't about football anymore. It wasn't about the meeting he had to go to. It was just about <laughs> him and that AAA guy figuring out a situation. And, you know, he kind of drew comparisons to that and how in life these things. I, I just remember that Sean Payton story because I think he's one of those guys that's introspective that way and just embraces whatever life throws at you. And so, I don't know, that's just another window of insight, I think, into him just acknowledging the environment and embracing it. So I, I don't know, man, like that makes you feel good in the sense that he's a guy that is able to handle these kind of challenges as they come up. I'll yeah. say this. I mean, one, uh, you know, New Orleans and the Saints, they are, uh, they are, used to these types of situations now at this point for better or worse like right. this has been this has happened part, this is, part of the deal yeah it's just that's kind of been the norm lately the last 15 20 years whatever um and so they're used to it and i think they're better suited to handle something like this than probably most other franchises in the, in the nfl number two <coughs> i think sean payton and his staff and his you know just his culture and everything about that, um, I think they are better suited than most coaching staffs in the NFL and most front offices in the NFL to handle a situation uh, like this. And, you know, like we heard Peyton say, uh, you know, he's, he, he's, he's certainly not, uh, he's not Belichick. He's got a heart. He's not the Grinch. <laughs> he's, not, he's, got uh, he's got a little well, bit of a heart. And he... Uh, and I, I think this kind of stuff can unite a team. And I think we've seen in, in the past when the Saints uh, are faced with this type of adversity, they usually rise to the occasion and, uh, and do pretty well. well I mean, um, so I'm, this whole thing honestly makes me that much more confident in, in the Saints uh, in week one against the Packers. Well, the a very good is, Packers team. Remember, in 2005, the further you get away from it, the more insane it look, I when I look back and I'm like, they started two and two, but that was just a never-ending cluster, you know. And they that was never, and they just you you could see it as yeah. the year went on. They lost energy. Right. This is going to be a, a defined window of time. They're going to get back, but that's it's. Dave, you brought up a good point about the Saints being prepared and how they, you know, they they're probably the best NFL team to handle this. Sean Payton. He bought it. He this was a soundbite when they from earlier in the week before they had decided that they were going to practice at TCU. But he made a really interesting point, and I want you to hear it about how they had thought through all the possibilities, and he explained why picking a college environment and a, practicing on a college team's campus is the best route for the Saints. The college teams are on a different timeline than the NFL. And, and typically they're getting a morning practice in because of classes or they're getting a late afternoon practice in because of classes. So I know when we were, for instance, at Washington a few years ago, you know, they were done practicing 
long before we ever got there to work out. And so, you know, I think we had one day where we might have seen just the tail end of a practice. So we've explored a number of of, of colleges relative to their facilities and, and also their practice schedule. And it, it keeps coming back pretty consistently, you know, that there's there's teams that are practicing seven, eight, eight in the morning and then teams that are practicing four in the afternoon. So, you know, logistically the hotel and indoor facility that matches schedules and those are some of the base logistics really. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just interesting to me, Dave, that they had like, that they've thought it all through like somebody. I mean, I never even, I never even thought about that. I just always assumed like I follow Tulane and Tulane, they do all their practices in the morning. You know, they're, they're off the field by nine. I assume most of that is because, you know, it's Louisiana you know, <laughs> let's right. avoid the heat as much as possible. Um, but I never thought about the fact that I guess different coaches have different philosophies or different cultures or different systems. And, you know, they want to, they believe in, you know, some might believe in film room before you go out there on the field. My, I played hockey and that was always a big thing with one of my coaches. He always believed in meeting before you go out on the ice. That way you're prepared and you're not wasting your ice time, you know, uh, or I guess, you know, some teams like Tulane or whatever, they say, well, let's go out there and we'll, you know, then we'll watch the film. We'll break the film down later. So I, I thought that was interesting because I never really even considered that. I just assumed everybody was practicing at seven in the morning and then, you know, doing this and kind of on the same schedule. Do, do you think, Andrew, Jacksonville, because the, the Saints said, look, we, we picked Jacksonville because Miami was too easy to get to. <laughs> Uh, and we didn't want to play in Tampa, and Jacksonville is really hard for Green Bay fans to get to. Uh, <laughs> you combine that and the heat. I love that. Is ja- it's just the, the intern doing a five-minute kayak search, Dave? Let's not go. Let's not make right. like the Saints had a whole like a whole plan for it. But no direct the- flights from from Wisconsin to Jacksonville. Perfect. <laughs> oh, and by the way. Uh, Thomas just put on the screen the, the 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 GM of Green Bay saying, "Oh, we'd have loved to have that game here." I bet you would have, buddy. Thinking you think it's 2005 <laughs> again, where they, we're gonna get they're gonna give they're gonna give the Saints a home game in Green Bay and then gaslight the fan base and tell us, "Oh, the Saints wore the home jerseys in the program and everything." No, get out of here with that, Gutekunst or whatever his name is. Um, but is the Heat? Andrew, is it a good thing for the Saints? Maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers will melt to make him wear the green. Uh, Rand, Randy Mueller told me he he thinks he thinks that that's an advantage for the Saints because his whole theory, is, you know, this is a former Saints GM, and look, everything matters with this stuff. But his thought was the Saints have been playing in the heat in training camp, and yeah, I mean, you know this, Ralph. Like you, when you're from New Orleans and you <sighs> live there, and I remember playing tennis in the summer in, in Louisiana and. You know, you get into the third set and it's it's a hundred degrees and the humidity and it's horrible. But like, the more you acclimatize to it, the more you get used to it, and it it never gets comfortable. But you learn how to deal with it. And coming from Green Bay, like the heat just hits you different. I know it's the summer up there. I know it's been (laughs) hot, but like. It's it's you can't it's compare fa- it, and it's the, it's the humidity me, that really gets you, you know. Well, it's, it reminds me, Dave, of my my the my favorite all time Scott Fujita quote when they practice in Millsaps in 2006. Mm. He said he said protecting his feet. 
No, he said he said he said the the Mississippi heat where the strong get weak and the weak just die. <laughs> That's a good one. So, um, you know, I mean, do, do you guys think? And I'll start with you, Dave. Do you think? Do you worry that the Saints having to cut a hundred million dollars of cap space, Michael Thomas being hurt, having a new quarterback, having to practice away from a? Do you think the cumul? Do you worry that it's that the accumulation of everything is just – do you start to worry that it's just too much for this season? Uh, I didn't feel that. Look, I'm going back to back to the last game we saw, week two preseason, Jameis coming out party. The team looked <laughs> good. Right. Offense looked better than we were thinking. Defense still looks good. Um, so I'm just going back to that. That's the last thing I saw. I'm, I'm somewhat optimistic from what I saw then. Um, I, you know, look out, look how beautiful this is. The whole, the whole I, yeah, world. I can't even, I can't, this is, gotta, this is like, this uh, is like Tampa last uh, yeah. year all this over. Is gonna, Saint exactly. Green Bay is going to be a exactly. very popular this survivor is, pool pick week one. I guarantee I love I just I love the Saints in this position. I love when their backs are against the wall. I love when they're dealing with adversity. Uh, I think I think this whole Ida thing, this whole week being away thing, uh, I think it's I think it only makes them stronger. I guarantee um, I guarantee you that what you're posting right here, Ralph. I guarantee you that Sean Payton is printing this out. He's right, sticking right. it on every locker. And then right. he's putting a little totally. post-it post-it note under it and saying, "Should we even show up?" Totally, Thomas. Did you make? <laughs> Should this we graphic? even go? He did. Thomas did. Thomas, you need to email that. Email that to Bensel. Email that to uh, <laughs> Peyton. I think it's. I think it's usually just first name dot last name at. Saints. Hey Thomas, check the timestamp on this. This, NFL. Is, this is great poster material. Uh, yeah, give this to them because they. I think they could use this. They Honestly, use whatever concerns I had about this game, Ralph, the fact that it's in Jacksonville instead of New Orleans, you know, the Michael Thomas stuff, the cumulative effect that you talked about, right up until that was just posted just now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I totally. felt I felt really bad, but I right. have a a wave just washed over me, mm-hmm. and I suddenly feel much better about this game. Oh, by Amen. the way, if Amen. you're if you're a patron, be on the lookout. We're going to do a picks pool for patrons only where we're going to pick every NFL game against the spread every week, and the winner is going to get three free months of their membership. Are, are we doing uh, the survivor pool again also? We will be doing the survivor pool again as well. The survivor pool, man, I, I, I hate survivor pool. I suck at them. Um, I always forget to make my pick like two or week three. <laughs> I should have without failed. So my kind of opponent. Yeah, I know. No, I know. Ralph Malbro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download 
download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. So the Saints, obviously, it's the games are here. So we want to do a season preview. We're going to start with the defense. And I want to start, Dave, with I think this defensive line is going to be really, really good. I know they, they have some issues. Maybe we think stopping the run at defensive tackle because Owen Yamada is going to be suspended six weeks. But when you look – at what they have on the defensive line. When you have Cam Jordan, when you have Davenport, who, oh, by the way, looked amazing. When you have Andrew's UDFA son, Granderson. When you have Peyton Turner. You have your UDFA son, Malcolm Roach. If Tuttle, if Shy Tuttle can get back to looking like he did when he was embarrassing and putting Matt Ryan on a poster, this defensive line can be really good and dominant. Uh, that is what gives me the most hope for the defense. What, when you look at this defense, gives you the most hope? Me? Um, yeah. I mean, I agree with you on the defensive line. You know, assuming that, assuming that this isn't two different teams, you know, the preseason team and the regular season team, you know, assuming that the, what we saw in the preseason and the, and the, and the hope and the spark – that we saw from guys like Davenport, um, you know, assuming that carries over to the regular season, I mean, I would probably agree with you that that's probably probably going to be the most exciting thing. I mean, you know, we were we've been worried all off season. Trey Hendrickson gone. Who's going to replace all that production? He's looking um, really meh in Cincinnati. Onya, by the way, Onya. Onyamata uh, is going to be suspended for the first six games, so we're already down in that department. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think I kind of agree with you because I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous about the secondary, um, but I'm, you know, and and line linebacking core, I guess I, I've got to be pretty optimistic about them too. Andrew, what? Is your biggest concern about this de- about this defense? Is it is it corner? No, I think it's defensive tackle. I feel okay about corner in the sense that I don't know how. First of all, Ken Crawley, Paulson Adebo, PJ Williams—they've at least got three guys. I don't know that I'm confident in any of them, but their strength in numbers, and I just feel like if one of them's bad, <laughs> then. Well, if one of them is bad, like eventually they'll just say, you know what, like we're going to just trust that Paulson Adebo is going to get better eventually. You know, Did Throckmorton, uh, my I, UDFA son, Throckmorton, make the team breaking news. Sorry. He's 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 on the roster currently. Oh, speaking of UDFA sons, uh, Dave hasn't been around, so we got to bring this back around. Oh, boy. Uh, just so you know, I won the competition That's because right. here um, we go. It's already over. Ju- yeah, it is. Yeah, Josiah Josiah Bronson is on the practice squad, and the rest of the UDFAs that we all picked are not on the team. Yeah, and the only uh, one that uh, maybe could have uh, defeated you, my son, he got released by IR, so I don't think he's he's like. It's okay. You done. can tell me congratulations. You could be a good sport. You can well, say I'm some just, nice uh, words. I, mean, I, I was congratulations. I thank you, just, thank you. I was going to say that was quick. That was wow. we're, we're we're now going uh, into dynasty territory because yes, this is the second time I've won. Damn. 
And uh, just want to wow. say, you know, yeah. look, I'm, I'm looking at three times in four years if I win next year. So we're, we're, talk, well, we're talking dynasty here. Ralph got the Josiah fat head and put it on the wall behind you. Yeah. Right there. You know, I appreciate, right there. I, I appreciate you doing that for me, <laughs> Ralph. Man. It's the least I can do, Mr. Dynasty. Yeah. We don't even know who the kicker is going to be for week one, but Ralph's already got him as that fat head. It's That's a mystery right. kicker. So. I mean, I'm going to still, I think, well, I mean, this just, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I think we could, you know, we could temporarily crown you the winner, but you know, the season's long. We don't know what's going to happen. There could be injuries somewhere. One of our guys might get called up from, you know, from the couch or something. And then, and, you know, you, just, you never know. You, you never, never know. I mean, it looks pretty good for him. But yeah, no, mean, for now you're looking real good. He didn't. You're, I mean, right, we, we right now know. you're looking. You're looking like the Falcons. We didn't know, we didn't know the play. Like, I, I love the, how the Falcons in the third quarter of the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I love how this this uh, competition is like diminishing returns. Like at first it was Granderson. Okay, he had to get a sack to win the competition. That was something. And then year two, it was like Malcolm Roach basically just made the team and had like a tackle, and that was enough for Dave to win. Now, now you just make the practice squad, and that's enough. That's right. Well, what's up? I mean, did we just make? I mean, how many undrafted feel, free agents made the made the final roster this year? Actually, zero. Yeah, we, see, I mean that's the well, thing. Is. I think Andrew, and, and, and this is why you should become a ten dollar. You should become a ten dollar <laughs> patron. Andrew did a post. I think right before training camp started, and he was like, "This crop of UDFAs is terrible." Um, yeah, but I, that was accurate. I, I really think the Saints—they're going to be okay at corner because one of them is going to be Crawley, Adebo, whoever. One of them is going to be not terrible, and I think—I just feel like they can protect a bad corner they've yeah. done it in the past and marcus you know, williams marcus williams yeah he's marcus williams the safeties are getting ridiculous money jamal adams uh another safety sign this week i forget who it was uh he got like four years 68 million uh he's playing for a mega contract i think he's gonna have an amazing year defense the hardest thing with defense, though, Andrew, is it's so it's so variable and it's so flux because turnovers, sacks, even if you're a great defense, and the Saints were great. At one point, they were number one in DVOA. You could just go from, like, 1 to 11, and it's not necessarily that you have this great decline. It's just, eh, you didn't get to the quarterback as much. You didn't get as much turnover luck. So defense is very sort of – what's what's the stock market term for, like, a stock that, that goes up and down and – and um, volatile? No, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's like a fancy pants Harvard stock term. I can't think of. Maybe somebody in the chat will oh. say it. But defense is an issue. But Dave, as far as offense, now we you you we look at offense, and we didn't we didn't get this sound uh, for the daily podcast this week, but we got it for this show. And I wanted I wanted to pick people to hear it. Sean Payton talked about the plan going forward for the quarterback. And I think it's, I, I want everybody to listen because he talked about how in the preseason they were trying to do decide who it was and be fair. But now that it's Jameis, they are going to tailor this offense specifically to what he likes and his strengths. And I think it's going to make a huge, huge difference. Thomas, play that soundbite. 
I feel like he's got the unique skill set with his arm talent where he can get the ball down the field. Um, you know, he's done a really good job of working through some of the progressions. And then, you know, a lot of that falls on us now because one of the challenges, and much has been written about it, is they're, they're two entirely different players. So, you know, going into games with two different kind of mindsets relative to how to how do you help each one play well. And so, um, you know, we'll look closely at the things that we feel like Jameis does really well and then very closely at the things that how we want to utilize Taysom and in positions we want to play in and uh, and make no mistake it, it wasn't I, I know this was asked a lot and I understand the, the question relative to well if Taysom is your quarterback you're going to lose all the other things he can do but yeah that's true and, and yet um, we couldn't make the decision just based on that because if, if if Taysom were to become that quarterback and, and continue to improve, and, and I do think he's going to be in that room working at that position, but we we just wanted to look at it completely from an open open eye standpoint and and and, and just trust our gut with it. Um, those guys handled it well, and I think our teams handled it well. And so, you know, for for something as significant as that, um, because that being the starting quarterback and we've seen it with some of these other teams, it's kind of taking more of a backseat a little bit with everything else that's gone on. But, um, you know, they're, they're both real good football players and, and we're going to need both of them this year. Dave, I feel like Sean Payton is going to remind everybody that from like 2006 to like 2014, 15, the saints were the best deep passing team in the NFL. I feel like Sean Payton has is, is got this whole Jameis Winston deep passes ready to drop on Green Bay's head come Sunday. Am I, am, I, am I wrong to believe this? No. I mean, you're talking about the earlier part of his, of his statement there where he was talking about how Jameis has his ability is focused on – throwing down the field and so he's they're going to tailor to his ability which is basically sounds like what you said ralph that they're going to be throwing some bombs they're going to they're, they're <laughs> going to go deep they're not going to be afraid to go go long uh this is this team is not going to be look like drew's team anymore i would say um uh you know i don't know that's that's fine as long as they can pull it off uh, you know People say that, you know, Bruce Arians came into Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians runs a very pass-heavy offense. And a lot of people thought that that wasn't great for Jameis and he threw a bunch of interceptions. And uh, so, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, I, I'm not a football coach, so I don't know what the best is for Jameis, but I don't know necessarily. I, I don't, I don't want to, I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is, I don't know if I want to see Sean Payton fall into uh, a trap where he turns into like Bruce Arians and this whole thing like backfires or blows up in our face. I guess no chance. Andrew, well, what good. are we gonna see? What are we gonna see, Mister Tape Guy? Because I good. paid twenty. Yeah, what are we gonna see, Andrew? What well, are we gonna see? I, I paid twenty nine dollars yeah. for Marquez Callaway this morning in my auction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's gonna catch a lot of passes. I think that's a good pickup, Ralph. But um. I that think is uh, stupid. Wake up. 
I, I think, you know, to Dave's point, you know, obviously Arians is a guy that loves to push the ball down the field relentlessly. And he loves being aggressive. And he he doesn't care as much about turnovers. He just wants to keep taking shots, you yeah. know. And I think the difference with Sean Payton is that where I think Sean Payton likes to be aggressive and he likes to be measured in the, at the times where, like, it's fourth and one or you're at the 50. You know, there's a certain situation where he, he's going to be aggressive too. But I think he's from the Parcells school where, like, he just cares way more about what costs you games. And I think Sean Payton is really, like, detailed about the percentages, like mm-hmm. the turnover battle. If you lose a turnover battle, you lose – games at a 70% clip or if your third down percentage is really poor you lose x amount of games so he's gonna focus on specialized practice as it relates to third down and so I I think Sean Payton pays really close attention and when we've talked about that Bill Parcells quote uh, as it relates to Jameis (laughs) where he he basically said I'm either slitting my own throat or I'm slitting (laughs) his I mean it was kind of crass but it was like (laughs) at interception 15 He's not throwing another pick. I'm dying or he's dying, but he's not throwing another pick after 15. Well, because think, 15, yeah, that becomes you're losing too many football games at that point. I think yeah. that's that's where Sean Payton will be. If, if it gets out of control with the interceptions, there will come a point where Sean Payton will either say, you're going on the bench or we're running the football every play or like <laughs> something's got to change because we're not going to be throwing 30 yeah, it's, picks. It's, it's that old quote that you always go back to about Peyton Andrew where you said he, he said we were not going to let it become that kind of game and I laughed right. the, the athletic they've they 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 polled all the GMs in the NFC the executives and the Saints were ranked 12th in the NFC and the final quote about the That's Saints the from an ex- joke I've ever heard. <laughs> the final quote from an NFC executive was the Saints Jameis is going to be exactly like he was in Tampa. He's going to take a bunch of sacks and he's going to throw a bunch of picks and the Saints offense isn't going to be very good. And I was like, have you ever watched the Saints play a single solitary freaking game in your life? Like Sean Payton is not going to allow his quarterback to be a sack and turnover machine. That's just not going to happen. It didn't happen with Teddy. It didn't happen with Taysom. Hell, it didn't happen with Luke McCown for one start. Okay, so. but you, you you say that now, but what are his options now? Okay, so let's say Jameis turns into a sack, a, turnover, a sack machine or a turnover machine, so he benches him, he puts in Taysom. Taysom could just as well then turn into a fumbling machine. Take and then a what? look. It's Ian Book throwing <laughs> rainbows. Well, who the hell knows? I mean, it's just like this podcast got dark. Peyton, Peyton may not have a Peyton may not have a choice in this match. Two words, okay. two words, Dave. Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I know exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> we are, nope. Thomas, you need Wait, a soundbite for we... when we go in the ditch because we're in the ditch. <laughs> Wait, but going back to his other comments, his later comments about how he was, they were evaluating uh, uh, Taysom as a quarterback and only as a quarterback, and they weren't thinking about how, you know, if he, if he was the starting quarterback, how they couldn't use him in the rest of the offense. That is, that is baloney. Are you telling me that that was not – they weren't thinking about that, that that wasn't in the back of their head? Let me tell you something. If, if they weren't thinking about that, that means that – they are the most 
unaware, inept staff, front office, whatever in the NFL. And I, I know mean, they you are know, not. You know, yeah, yeah. And well, you know they are not. So they, don't. So Peyton, I think it's look, optics with Taysom ins- Hill. You're insulting it's, it's optics our intelligence. With Taysom, but it's optics with Taysom. Solve your problems with aggression. Dave, right? you were like, the seg- he, he made that promise that he was going to give him his best shot. Dave, you are the Segway King tonight because you are just <laughs> leading me from one soundbite to the next by the hand. All right. you're, you're doing a great job because the, my next soundbite was make a donation, folks. Hold on, what happened there, Dave? Did you move your head too yeah, hard and what? just yank your phone? What, what, what was that? <laughs> yeah, my my cord is short here. Look, okay, I don't have the internet here. <laughs> my, the cox is out, so I, I'm I'm on my phone. I'm on my cell phone. I'm using Verizon. Your cock is out. What? Yeah, my cox is out. It's hanging. It's my cox is my cox has been out for like six days, seven days. It's just been totally, totally out there. Uh, clip that anyway. sound bite, Thomas. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Hey, Tomas, check the timestamp on this. (laughs) No, Dave, I think you're 100% right. And and that was my next soundbite is uh, it was really interesting to hear Sean Payton talk about the difficult conversation that he had to have with Taysom when he told him, hey, bro, it's not you. It's Jameis. Thomas, play that soundbite. We talked for a while, and it's always challenging, disappointing, and um, and yet – uh, feel like a real good dialogue with him. He's been here long enough with us now, and you know, I think um, you know the the very first thing any player wants to know is what's your vision for me. Um, what do you see? And 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 I also think they they want honesty in in, in your evaluation. They want honesty and in, in the vision. And so uh, I've got a very clear vision relative to how he's going to help us this year. And no different than the vision we have with Jameis. Uh, they're just um, both going to be – those two are both going to be extremely important if we're, if we're to play well and win games this year. I mean, basically, he's just like, dude, you got to play H-back. Is that, that's how that I mean, conversation yeah, is, and right? Yeah, and like, that's – but like, uh, you know, last week, people – after the game last week or whatever – I don't know. Was it two weeks ago? I have no idea. I don't even know what freaking day it is. Uh, but <laughs> – Whenever it was, when Jameis, whatever, Wednesday. It was the middle of the week. That's weird. Okay. Uh, I think it is Wednesday in Poland. <laughs> Wait, today's Wednesday? Oh. <laughs> Wait, was the game on Wednesday? I don't know. Yes. Uh, but anyway, but, you know, there were a lot of people out there who were like, oh, I feel bad for Taysom, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's ridiculous. Okay, you want to feel bad for somebody? Feel bad for a, a, a second-string quarterback on another NFL team who lost the battle to be starting quarterback for his team and is now going to sit on the bench for the next four months and do nothing and do absolutely nothing. Okay. Taysom is still going to be a huge part of this team and this offense. It's not like he's, this is like, don't feel bad for him. He this and, is. and he might be, the saints might be doing him a favor in the sense that he'll be doing what he does best. And that's not yes. playing quarterback. Yeah, exactly. He will end up looking better. I, I, I mean, like, I don't feel bad for him at all. Like, he he had a shot to do. You know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like he's, you know, the Michael Jordan of football, and then he wanted to go and try and play baseball. And it's like, okay, yeah, you were all right, but you're not that great. Just come back and keep doing what you're really good at. He, you know, what you he's really good at. Shot. He's really good at delighting Saints fans and infuriating the stat nerds. That's his destiny. 
as a football yeah. player. But I um, don't I don't feel I don't feel bad for him at all because unlike every other second string quarterback who's trying to prove themselves and make a team and be a starting quarterback in this league, he's he's covered. He's got an insurance. He's got a backup plan. This isn't the end of his career. Bad. By I any feel means. a little bad for him because this was his this was his uh, one and only shot to be a quarterback though. I feel I feel a little bit a little bit bad. I don't feel that bad. He makes twelve million dollars a year, so I don't feel that bad. But just a little bit. Bad. Right? No. Um, oh, but let's let's look at this offense, Andrew. What is the thing? Because because with Drew Brees, we we're always like the Saints. They're going to formation teams to death. They're going to play with tempo. And they're going to throw the ball all over the place. They're going to complete a ridiculously high percentage of throws, and they're going to be incredibly efficient. So we had all these things that we knew they were going to do well the last 15 years. And now we're like, I don't know. What are they going to do well? So when you look at the 2021 Saints, what's the one thing on offense that you're like, I'm pretty confident they're going to do that really well? There's not a whole lot that I'm not confident in. Even the receiving group, I, I think it's pretty huge what we saw from Callaway, especially while Michael Thomas is out. Obviously, Michael Thomas is going to come back, but Deontay Harris is a guy that's going to be able to make plays, and I like Ty, Ty Montgomery. He's a guy that can do things mm-hmm. here and there, and Lil Jordan, I think, can can make some plays. So I, I think they're okay. Receiver, it's not great, obviously. You want michael thomas in the mix but until he comes back i think the development that we've seen with callaway is is big so i think look i mean the offensive line to me is the linchpin of this team i obviously i have a tremendous amount of faith in camara but i think this has the potential to be the best offensive line in the nfl and a lot of it i i think ruiz is developing at at a rate that's really promising they have bookend tackles that i think are the best in the league when they're healthy and obviously Andrews Pete is maybe the one area where you're like, yeah, he's a little <laughs> up and down, but look, he's protected by Armstead and McCoy on each side of him. So, and, and, and he's had moments where he's been really good. So I, I think this offensive line, really, if they can stay healthy and play at the level where I, I, they're the best in the league, they will carry this offense. Um, there's not a whole lot night not to like. And, and again, like just going back to what you guys were saying, I, I think Jameis Winston is going to add an element to this offense with his ability to go downfield that we really haven't seen in like five years with this offense. So I think in some ways it's exciting, uh, but they got to figure out tight end because I was worried about tight end with Adam Troutman. And if he, he and Nick Vanette are out for any period of time, then we're looking at like Taysom, Taysom, Hill, Taysom <laughs> playing a lot and Juwan right. Johnson mm-hmm. and, that that's shaky to me. I got Juwan Johnson in one of my fantasy teams is a deep, deep sleeper. Uh, Dave, this is going to sound like a strange question, but the entire summer on offense, it's we've been focused on who's going to be the quarterback. Oh my God, Michael Thomas didn't get his surgery in time. He's going to miss a chunk of time. <laughs> and then Callaway emerged and we we're like, oh, Callaway's awesome. Have we slept? on Alvin Kamara and what he is capable of doing with Winston and this incredible offensive line and maybe a different kind of offense without Drew Brees. Are we sleeping on him a little bit? As as strange as that sounds. I mean, well, I mean, I guess we're sleeping on it in so much as the fact that like none of us have really talked about it. Um, 
but I don't. I mean, think he hasn't been playing in the preseason right. games. Yeah. I don't think any of us are sleeping on it uh, with regard to like uh, what we believe can happen. I think we all are absolutely. We all know what Alvin Kamara can do, how good he can be, uh, how he can take over a game or change a game, affect a game. Uh, we haven't been talking about it, but I think we've all known that that's there. Um, and I, I, I would say, I would say, if anything, if you want to accuse us or who that nation Saints fans of anything, I guess you could accuse us of taking it for granted. I would say is what we're doing. We're taking it for granted. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is we talk about the offense, we talk about the defense and, and that sort of thing. But I wanted to bring up the point of I wanted to talk about players most likely to regress. And I had Thomas make up fancy pants graphics for it. So we're going to go each one of us gets a turn. So, Andrew, I want you to start us off. What player are you most worried about in 2021 that will regress <clears throat> and not be as good as they were in 2020. I think the biggest surprise to me last year was how well my Malcolm Jenkins played and, you know, coming, coming into this year, I just think when you look at his age, uh, when you look at, can he continue to maintain that press ability strength wise against bigger tight ends? Can he continue to run, run in the secondary and uh, break up passes, jump on routes? And can he continue that? Cause he's been an iron man. Physically, he's a, you know, he's a guy. Freak. Yeah, he's a freak that's just able to continue playing in the box, taking big hits, and uh, that—that's probably the guy I'm most worried about because the Saints are really counting on him, and he has a big role. And I just think Father Time's undefeated, and he's definitely a little long in the tooth. Dave, who did you pick to regress? I'm um, I'm going. I'm staying in the secondary, but I'm going with. Uh, I'm going with Marshawn Lattimore. Ooh, just, contract uh, year. That's not good for him. That's not ooh, good. No, I know. Yeah, well, uh, we'd, uh, nice I, pers- I personally think um, I personally think he's not going to get suspended, but I, that is out there still as a possibility. So he could miss time, and I don't know. This uh, it's just kind of a gut feeling. I don't, you know, this is kind of just. Kind of going with my gut on this one. I'm a little worried. Well, with, about it. with the off season, it's fair to say that he's not off to a great start. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he, he he certainly hasn't, you know, turned heads or, you know, been the talk of uh, of of training camp. So, yeah, my dec- my decline makes me sad. Uh, the person I picked because he's a Saints Hall of Famer. He's awesome. He does a great job. And that's Cam Jordan. I think this is maybe his last year as a Saint. Like, he... Okay, but Easy there, buddy. Here's my thing about this pick. Cam, this is... You said to decline from 2020. He really didn't play that great in 2020, so he's going to be even worse than that because that's, yeah, that's going to be really bad. That's gonna, <laughs> I'm worried about... Like, I just... Like, do... He's been an Iron Man, and I just feel like Iron Men, like Jenkins and Cam Jordan, they just when it hits and it's over, it's over. There's no, there's no like gradual, nice landing decline. It's like he was good. Two years later, boom, out the league. And I, I, 
I don't think it's going to matter because I think the Saints are really deep on defensive line. I think other things will work out. But Cam Jordan's my guy. I, I, I hope. And look, I will eat it if I'm wrong, uh, because uh, I was wrong about Ball. I, hate and I was that wrong. Pick. About, uh, uh, he's he's my he's my decline pick. I'm I'm just saying. see Armstead Armstead's a guy I'd be more worried about like an, another injury to him, you know, and just how that would set him back. Yeah. But I re- I really think Cam Jordan's going to bounce back this year. I, I think wow. he's going to have a good season. Well, we did we did regress from 2020 because that's no fun. <laughs> now we get to talk about the fun stuff, Andrew. Your player most likely to break out. And oh, we got to do Kevin. We got to do Kevin's regression, even though he's not. Oh yeah, here. yeah. Yeah. Right. Andrew, uh, Thomas, put put on Kevin's uh, regression from 20. We don't gonna, have for Kevin. <laughs> we don't have one? I forgot. No. So let's get to the fun part. Because Kevin's on a flight somewhere. He went to wrestling. He was, he's, he was wrestling a tag team something. He's flying back to St. Louis. No, Kevin, no, he, no he, was, uh, he was at a wedding with his girlfriend. Oh, his wedding. Wasn't he? Wedding with his, with his, Can we talk? Can we? He, he kind of, he kind of had, had a, it was a little bit of a coming out uh yeah, did you, Facebook did, you, uh, Kevin. did you grab the picture, Thomas? Can you share yeah. the picture of him and his girlfriend <laughs> at the wedding? Yeah. Now is the time. Well, well did I? Huh, huh. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Thomas? What do you think? I, this is, so this is the doctor. Oh, no. Oh, wait, spoiler, spoiler. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Oops. There it is. There it is. There it is. Kevin. That's the doctor. <laughs> Kevin. Hey. Kevin is a boob. He's a boob guy. Kevin has done so well for himself. If you are a mediocre amateur wrestler and you think you can't find love and you think you can't date above yourself, look at what Kevin Held has accomplished for himself. Look at it. I'm just saying. I say that as an ugly person with a hot wife. Okay? Oh, God. I'm just saying. No. I'm just saying, <laughs> Kevin has accomplished the unthinkable, and and we should salute mm. him. So, oh, good for him. He looks I've, looks looks sharp in that in that dream. Outfit, in that he looks he looks happy. He's he glowing. looks happy. Dream the impossible dream, kids. That's what I'm telling you. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Now we got to get to the breakout star of 2021. Thomas. Well, Thomas already. Thomas, Thomas already, already did it, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> But do it. it. It was it was worth it because I like seeing uh, Kevin happy and smiling. But uh, right. yeah, Marquez Cal- <laughs> Marquez Callaway. How could this not be the pick uh, based on what we've seen in preseason and with Michael Thomas out? They're going to need a playmaker. They're going to need someone to step up. And uh, I I guess I'll I'll say this with Michael Thomas. We made we talked about how when Drew Brees was out and when Bridgewater played and when Taysom Hill played. Michael Thomas continued to amass stats and, and, and continue to perform at a high level. That's when you know you have a good receiver, right? When multiple quarterbacks are coming in. And I just want to point out in these preseason games That's right. that Callaway performed in that on that opening drive. He had three catches for 70-something yards with Taysom. And then the next game, it's Jameis starting, and he's going at Callaway even heavier, and he scores two touchdowns. So... I think that's again that's a sign of a good receiver when both quarterbacks show chemistry with the guy. When you say breakout Andrew, are you talking like 850 900 yards and four touchdowns? Wow. Ooh, he's a nice number 2. Are you talking like he's the man? Let's trade Michael Thomas in June. Breakout. 
Hmm. Because I paid for the ladder. I paid $29. Mm. <laughs> I need, I need 1110 Maybe somewhere in between. Dave, who was your 1100 yards. Yeah. I think my breakout player was Malcolm Roach. You was think? That right? Was that right? No. No. no? <laughs> it was Davenport. He can't even oh, remember yeah, who his own breakout player was. <laughs> it's right. It's right. Thomas, we need to start oh. making him attend the meetings. They need to start yeah. attending the production meetings. Yeah, it was M- mandatory M2F. meetings this time. M two F, Malcolm two F. Voluntary. Uh, yeah. Well, this was uh, a- Andrew got to pick first on the offense, so he picked Marquez Callaway. So I thought that was a no brainer. So I I went on the defensive side and took Marcus Davenport. I thought that was a no brainer, uh, just based on everything uh, coming out of training camp. Nick Underhill said he was probably uh, he probably had the best camp of anybody. So uh, he, Davenport has, I think, potentially the most upside, um, and uh, he's this is it. It's this season a contract year. It's do or die for this him. This is it. I would say uh, this is I, it's this is it. Come on, let's go, let's go, Mal. Marcus, two first. Well, Come my on. breakout, my very breakout player. Is obvious. I'm gonna, Roach when for? this happens, I I'm going to Roach eat. for something, didn't I? Yeah, you did for 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 predictions. We're we're, we're teasing oh. stuff. But my oh. breakout player is uh, Zach Bond, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to sp- I'm going to spend an entire season. People are going to dig up all my Zach Bond off season tweets from this off season, and they're just going to tweet them at me and remind me of how I slandered him. Uh, as he does amazing, and they they think I'm going to give a shit that I made a bunch of Zach Bond busting jokes, and that I care about them. Well, that I give a shit. Honest, He's going to be amazing, honestly, and uh, I'm going to eat just like eight pounds of crow, and I will okay. eat cake. Well, well, no, no, no. Tom, honestly, Thomas, what you need to do Tom, is you need to go back to your old tweets and do it yourself. Just make fun of yourself. <laughs> yes. Get out in front of uh, it. Yeah. So much work. Don't even let them I, do it. I remember it. the term, the specific term, Busty Bond, getting That's thrown right. out there a lot <laughs> right. by Ralph. And I, I just want to point out, Ralph, like you don't get to go back now. So like now, you've called him Busty Bond. You've leaned heavy into that. Now you're calling him the breakout player. Breakout When Bond. he sucks the – when he sucks this year, you don't get to go back and go, oh, I, I told you he was busty. You're done, man. Hey, Tomas, check that the timestamp on this. You don't get to keep flip-flopping now. <laughs> yes, you're, I do. You're, you're committed to this. <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. Everything like we do in the show, as soon yeah. as I work, as soon as, as soon as the, we record the, the, as soon as we record the show for the next week, everything the previous week just gets washed away like an etch-a-sketch. I told you guys he was the busty playoff breakout player of the year <laughs> you did <laughs> i just want people to i just want people to make fun of me all year it'll be fine he's gonna be he's he's my breakout he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be so is he gonna, gonna be, be awesome or terrible ralph which one is awesome makeup? That's he's, right. gonna be, he's gonna be awesome all right awesome check the timestamp. <laughs> i don't think you know what hey, tomas, the time, check the timestamp on this you know what tomas and all the times we've done this have you ever actually checked the fucking timestamp? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, <laughs> so, so now we got to get to season predictions. Ex- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, seriously. 
check the fucking timestamps because <laughs> at, because let me tell you something the last show at the end of this year before the new year or maybe the first show in the new year i am expecting some sort of compilation audio and now now we have the clips now we have the clips. masterpiece yeah, yes i am expecting you to, i am expecting some sort of audio we're gonna clip. we're gonna need a highlight reel of yes. all the mistakes ralph yes. has made all season oh, where he said go. this guy was gonna be awesome holy yes. shit this, guy was this, is, this is this is gonna be like eight hours long man come on yeah, yeah. Thomas yeah. doesn't have that many fine. hours patrons, in a day our patrons demanded that's right it's gonna we'll be you, it's gonna be we'll Christmas. Send you a few pieces of extra Polish sausage if you it's, need to. It's our patrons. It's gonna be New Year's. They're gonna be drinking alone by themselves. It's gonna be fine. That's exactly what they're gonna need on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize, Thomas. I couldn't remember. For the record prediction, is the graphic just the record prediction or the bold prediction? Which, which one? Wh- how did you set it up? I apologize. Both. I can't remember. Both. both. Okay. Both. So, we're, so we're good. So, That's so both Andrew, with an F. So, Andrew, I want your – we're going to get to the game predictions, which me and Thomas forgot to put in the rundown. We'll get to the game predictions, as always, later in the show. But give me your season prediction for the Saints – and a bold prediction marker that you're going to lay down uh, right night, right now tonight. All right. Well, oh, no, yeah, no, no. For, okay. for, for the seat for the season, I'm going eight and nine. Um, not a ton of confidence as we enter the season, and uh, the hurricane thing with Ida is just oh my God. what really. <laughs> what is going on here? Where are you, uh, Kevin? Yeah, where am I? You're all the way to the left. Oh. Kevin looks so young when he's unshaven. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I, I look know. like so a I'm going, I'm going eight and nine. My my bold prediction is that Jawan Johnson will lead the team in receiving touchdowns this year. That scares me a more lot. More than Callaway. That more than Michael Thomas. Double more digits than for Jawan? Yeah, maybe like eight. Maybe like eight. Eight and nine, though. Ugh. Dave, what say you for season predictions? All right, I think I said nine and eight. I think I flip flopped what Andrew <laughs> okay. said. Right? Is that put 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 it up You're on the screen? On. It's it's a good thing we have Thomas and the graphics here, so I can see what I said. There we go. Yes, and you then, you had nine and eight, and I went <laughs> a little. And I went. Uh, look, I I I'm a family man. I got to support right. my family in any way I can. Big so, family. That's right. So I went with my family on my predictions. Uh, and so I said four touchdowns for Lil Jordan, four sacks for Malcolm Roach uh, this season. I'm going with the parlay. Boo. <laughs> These predictions are horrible. You people need to get in optimism injected into your veins. You need to believe in Sean Payton. You need to believe in Jameis Winston. You need to believe Jameis one of one is a prophet. He can see into the future. Why are you not being optimistic? Let's go. Thomas, solve your problems with aggression. That's exactly what Sean Payton is going to do. Solve your problems with aggression. 10 and 7. Jameis is going to be in the MVP competition conversation into november my bold no. prediction cd deuce seven interceptions but he's gonna have five taunting penalties so the ledger is gonna be eh, about even that's my bold prediction 10 and 7 saints are gonna get a wild card they're gonna win a playoff game and we are gonna fight 
all offseason about whether the Saints should keep Jameis Winston and pay him $30 million a year. That's going to be that's going to be the entirety of this show every week from February until March, the middle of March. When I love starts. it. Jameis will be the comeback player of the year conversation. He won't be in the MVP conversation. So, so give us Kevin's prediction. I like that. Uh, give us Kevin's record, uh, Thomas. Okay, so Kevin predicted <laughs> seven and oh ten. Oh God, <laughs> man! But he, but he went family like Dave, UDFA son, mm-hmm. to score at least three you gotta, touchdowns. You gotta, you gotta stick with your family. You got. I should have gone Granderson double digit sacks. You should have. You should have. In fact, mm. my 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 saying has always been, when you're here, your family. Your family. Um, That's right. So. Uh, bef- Unlimited you know, breadsticks. We'll get we'll get to the Green Bay game in just a bit, but first we got to go. I'm really proud of this trivia question this week. This one I had to do. I had to do like actual research and go through every Saints season to try to find the answer to this. And I'm not gonna lie, it shocked me. Thomas, put up the trivia question. This is gonna blow people. I think this is gonna blow people's minds. This it, I, I was. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, the Saints season opener, kind of on the road. It's a home game, but it's Jacksonville. So, Dave and Andrew, what year was the first time the Saints won a season opener on the road? I'm going to say 2005 Carolina after Katrina. Hit the buzzer, Thomas. That's wrong. Andrew, (laughs) do you have a guess? Well, I know that Danny Werfel, they with Danny Werfel, they won on the road um, the first game of the season, right? In uh, what year was that? Nineteen ninety. Oh, the first time. Oh, yeah. I thought no, it was the and, last time they won. I no, it was the first time. Nine, that won. was 97, right? With Werfel? No. It was close. No, 98. Mm. 99. It was 99 with Werfel. Close, Andrew. You were in the vicinity. Ninth date, Thomas. Show him the answer. Dum, dum, dum. We needed like a drum roll. Sound. I thought it was the last time. When no, was the last the time, time they won? On- Did, it was Ditka. I was right. 1998. <laughs> St. Louis. Billy Joe that, Homer won, was- but he blew out his Achilles. Oh, it's Hobart. That was ho- yeah. Oh, the game he blood is Achilles. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, they be- won on the road the following year as well. That's so, right. Okay. Can you believe it took the Saints 30 freaking years right. yeah. to win a road opener? <laughs> I mean, that blew my mind. That's a good trivia. That's crazy. That's a good trivia question by me. I'm just, I'm proud of it. Didn't I say 98 at one point? You said 97, like, 97 98, 98, 99. So you were like in the, you were like, you were like battleship. You were just like picking numbers, but you were in the right area. C2. C2. 18. So, so Thomas, uh, play the music. It's time to get to questions if we have any. I did a poor job of asking people for questions. Yeah, yeah. Finger guns. Psh, psh, psh. All right, Thomas, what you got? Uh, okay, so first question uh, comes from LD, and it is 
Most of the cuts will be obvious, but outside of Murray, what is the one cut that will make us question the decision? I guess this is a That's old. question from Ellie of the week. Ellie. Yeah, I would uh, maybe just... Uh, obviously, the cuts have now happened. Alex Armo would be the biggest surprise, I think, of the ones that happened. I expected J.R. Sweezy to make this team, the veteran guard. And, and so uh, for Calvin Throckmorton to make it over him was... Maybe a slight surprise, but That's I do think Lockmore, we are, I love you, we are, baby. <laughs> we are going to mm. have some uh, cuts and, and roster changes that happen this week. So, you know, obviously it's a fluid situation. They got we'll a lot of keep stuff an eye to do. Don't, I still don't think, think there's a corner they could trade for, you know, so we'll just have to keep an eye on it. All right. Uh, all right, Thomas. What next? Next question uh, comes from uh, JMU. Uh, who that? And it is. Do you think Sean Payton signed Freeman just so he could relish the moment of calling him into the office to cut him? <laughs> and do you think he gave him the choke sign as he did it? Ooh, I mean, Sean Payton is a petty son of a bitch. He played Circle of Life for Greg Williams, who helped him win a Super Bowl. When they played the Rams. So, hey, Devontae, I mean, you, you had this chance at making the roster, but what happened? You think he, you think, you think he just stared at him and did that in his office? Yeah. I mean, that would have been. 100, 100%. Next level. Dave, Dave, you agree. Like, there's a non zero chance that he gave him, the, he gave him the, the choke symbol, right? Unmute yourself, Dave. Unmute yourself while you're eating gummy worms or whatever the fuck. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you didn't hear me eating these Sour Patch Kids. Uh, yeah, no, there's like, I would say like 5%, 5% chance. <laughs> yeah. Dave's training montage should be clip of the week. 2.83%. Devontae Freeman is now back to being a Falcon. I feel like he had a shot there. If he right. Maybe scored a couple touchdowns this year to maybe flip to being a Saint, but no, nah, he's, he's a Falcon. I just want to say, people in the chat agree with me. Uh, including Andrew's dad, eleven and six. That's what I'm talking about, Mr. Juge. Just inject the optimism in your into your arm like heroin. What next? That's it. Okay, next question is from oh, last week, but we didn't we didn't have that many questions, so I decided to include it. No. And and it, it, no no no, it comes um, from the big no judge himself. Who will catch more passes this year, Lil Jordan or Jamar Chase? Ooh, Jamar Chase is in a rough camp. He's been looking rough. And I he just watched him, LSU play, so I, I don't know how uh, motivated he is to play well after watching that team. My children's league fantasy team for the Saints Happy Hour is I, I built an entire LSU team. The only thing I didn't have, I couldn't get Joe Burrow. I have an entire LSU. Like, I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, Odell Beckham, Landry, um, all of it. I, it was it was just – it's it's beautiful. Uh, but – Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. <laughs> I got the Chiefs defense. I got Honey Badger. Uh, Dave, how many, how many passes do you think Lil Jordan's going to get this year? I don't know. What did he have last year? Like 10. That's it? No, no, no. He did not. He did not catch ten passes last year. He had like twenty like, something. Huh? No, 
<laughs> less <laughs> than what? less than ten? When the yes. You don't know your own kid, Dave. Come on. Come on, I'm man. pulling his box score up right now. I'm guessing yeah. he had seven catches. No way. No way. Okay, you ready? I, I, I sorry, I exaggerated way too. Uh, Two catches. He had, Two catches. He had five, five targets. Wait, three catches. <laughs> I was close. I was close. Oh no, that's terrible. Really? How many three touchdowns? Catches, one. Three catches, forty-six yards, one touchdown. Yeah, it's all about uh, efficiency. <laughs> All right. Hey, 33% said. of his catches are touchdowns. That's right. 30% Tom. of the time, it works every time. Every time. So, Thomas, is that, is uh, that it for, no. is that it for wait, questions? Wait, no, I'm going to say, wait, wait, no, wait. No, no, wait. My, we, have, my, we have I'm one final 20, question. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm saying 40 catches for little Jordan. No Holy way. shit. <laughs> so yeah. You're delusional. I'm going yeah, to say 13. Oh come on! Worst joke I've ever heard. I'm gonna say 28. That was me, Thomas. That time. That was <laughs> yeah, me. that was you. <laughs> now you know. Now you. All know. right, we got one yeah. more. We got one more question, Thomas. Yeah, at the, at the last second before the show, uh, bad bad rich. Oh, I got it in. <laughs> <laughs> What's better, Sean Payton smirk or the Hank Tram strut? Ooh, the, sh- the Sean Payton smirk uh, is fantastic. A- answer is C. The Sean Payton strut. <laughs> I feel like Peyton's got his own strut too, and I actually like that better than a smirk. Right, right. Yeah, um, Thomas, this was a, a a horrific job by me not putting this in the rundown. <laughs> we gotta predict the we gotta predict the game score for Green Bay. I didn't put it in the rundown. That's a terrible job by me. So yeah, good thing, good thing I don't go to the meetings. Good. Good thing. So, you know, people you that know. listen to the show, they know what it is. Thomas, we'll get a graphic for it next week. But everybody, we, we do we, – we predict the score of the game, and then each one of us has to do a – Looks like a star of the day for the Saints. Or whatever. So, Dave, Saint, uh, Green Bay is favored by three and a half mm. in Jacksonville. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Neutral field. Neutral, Neutral field is favored by three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, well, we you know we saw what everybody else predicted. All the uh, quote unquote experts. Experts. Uh, so I'm you know, I'm I'm obviously I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, it's going to be close. It's not going to be easy. Uh, this isn't going to be you know they're not just going to roll roll over the Packers. Um, but uh, I I just think. Uh, I don't know. I just have a good feeling about this, given given this week, and you know, like we said earlier, I always feel like uh, the Saints provide uh, when 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 New Orleans and the people of the Gulf need Coast uh, need it most. I feel like they provide. Um, so I'm gonna say Saints. I'm gonna say Saints twenty eight, Packers. 24. Ooh. And, um. Star of the day. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, you know what? This is easy, this is easy, easy answer. We mentioned it earlier. We've been, we haven't been giving him credit. Alvin Kamara. He looks Remember like him? star of the day for the Saints. Goddamn right he does. <laughs> so, Andrew. All right. 
school. I and... go, yeah, I go back to 2005 uh, after Katrina, and Saints were in Carolina for their first game, and they were playing a team I, that I think was better than them that day, but they fought just their hearts out, and they did it for the Gulf Coast region, and. You know, I think their hearts were heavy, but they just left it all out there on the field. And they, they wanted to give a win to the community so bad just to kind of help people get their minds off things. And I remember that experience and how exhilarating it was. And I think the Saints are going to do that again. I mean, I, That was an 11-5 and five a, Panther team, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think the Saints could, could easily – it could be an up-and-down season this year. But I, I just think they're going to give Green Bay everything they have. And I think they're going to want to do it for the community. And look, regardless of how the game goes, I think the perspective here has got to be that this is a celebration, that this game is happening, that it's, it's a shame that we can't have it in New Orleans in the Superdome with the fans, um, especially because this was going to be our first game back from COVID with a full stadium. So mm-hmm. uh, really sad about that. But uh, look, I think uh, they're going to want to step up the players and, and, give give us something to cheer for and it's a celebration just to have them on the field uh but i have confidence that they're going to do it and my pick my player of the game i'm going to go throw it back to john carney in 2005 making that game-winning field goal i don't know i don't know the star of the day's name yet unnamed unnamed kicker he's not on the team yet but whoever gets picked up this week i think it might be rosas i think aldrick rosas might be back but I like uh, that pick. Whoever the kicker Might be ends me. up being, that's the start of the day. Thirty-one <laughs> twenty-eight right. Saints. I like that pick. Kick, uh, kick at the buzzer. Field goal for the win. I'm going Saints thirty-five, Green Bay thirty-one, but mm. for two, for three quarters. Did we just reverse jinx the Saints by all picking them? We probably did, but. Mm. Thomas, pick the Packers, please. The Saints are going to, for three quarters, Jameis is going to look like the best quarterback in the NFL, and we are going to be laughing and dunking on Green Bay, and it's going to be a party. And then Aaron Rodgers is going to get hot, and it is going to be white-knuckle terror in the fourth quarter. That sounds about right. But CeeDee Deuce is going to save the Saints. He's going to mm. intercept Aaron Rodgers and mm. save them, but uh, it's going to be a horrible, horrible ride in the fourth quarter to get there. 35-31 uh, Saints. And all our fears about the secondary in the corner will all come to life in the fourth <laughs> quarter, but the Saints will hold on, uh, and C.D. Deuce will be your— He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. And the Saints will be 1-0. So— uh, that's predictions, Thomas. Poor job by me. Didn't even have it in the rundown. Uh, we got to get a we got to get we got to get a game score graphic. Um, uh, but uh, Thomas, we got to do clip of the week. Do we have a clip of the week this week? I, I hope we do. Of course do. we do. Of course we do. Of so Thomas, do. play the clip of the week. You already know what it is. I By know. the way, we'll this team the- would have won more games if they had put uh, the ball in the center. Erkslaven at quarterback. Erkslaven has better. From the studio. Oh, it's the Falcons. He has. Erkslaven has better pocket presence than Taysom. There it is. Oh, my God. Look at it. Look at those terrible Falcons jerseys. I mean, look at look at the C spins off the dude. He's like, 100% down at the one. 
with instant replay, <laughs> this would have never stood, by the way. I don't know. He is 100% down at the one. Look, at how, look how excited the Saints are. This is from Joshua. That's clip of the week. Yeah, clip yeah. of the week. We need like a drum Clip of the roll. week. Uh, R- R- Russell Erksleben throwing a touchdown, touchdown. pass has just, to be the clip of the week. Come tremendous. on. Tremendous. Yeah. So we clip had the, 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 the final thing on the rundown was the Kevin Love update. But we already did the Kevin oh, Love update. yeah. We did yeah. it earlier in the show. Yeah, we did. So yeah, I, I, I got really crossed up there for a second. I thought you were talking about the basketball player. Yeah, I did too in the run. Why are we talking about Kevin Love? Why are we talking about Kevin Love? Did the Pelicans make a trade? What the hell is yeah. going on? But Love um, isn't, isn't uppercase, you know? <laughs> oh, Love isn't That's uppercase. Right. That's, That's right. right. That's exactly right. You should read the rundown. When, um, when is she going to find out about this podcast? She doesn't. Or when, she when is she going to? No, when is she gonna listen? Kevin will go. Kevin will go state to state and murder each of us to make sure she never finds out about this podcast. To keep that okay, tweeting up. her now, tweeting her now. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, go to Poland first. <laughs> oh, and 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 I want to say this: people are getting I, on Twitter. Thanks for tweeting at us and putting your pictures in the Discord. People are getting their mugs from around the country. Uh. I want to th- I want to give a uh, I want to give a big thanks to my wife. She did a great job packing them up, making sure they didn't break. Uh, hopefully, uh, so Louisiana people, you're gonna get them later. I know with everything going on, Ida, like the post office, they put a stoppage on mail. We got them all for you. We're gonna let it settle down. You'll get them probably. We'll send them out probably next week sometime. You'll get them all. Everybody else will have your mugs for week one. We appreciate you. You should become a patron. You get two months off if free. You get two months for free if you sign up before kickoff for the Saints on Sunday. So you should do it so you can get the best Saints podcast every freaking day i want to thank dave for being a trooper doing it from his house on his phone via generator power i want to thank andrew for doing a great job as always kevin in love somewhere over the friendly skies of st louis uh Thomas, executive producer extraordinaire. You guys that did the live stream, you saw it, all the graphics. Thomas does freaking amazing work. We're blessed to have him. That dude, he freaking kills it. Uh, so remember, kids, don't shoot your dick off. And until next week, the bar is closed. Saints football is here. Thank the good Lord in heaven. One, two, three. Four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.